Hey icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. Hey, icons, here we are with a very special guest, and you better make yourself comfortable. I don't know, maybe put on a fancy pair of shoes. I don't know where you are, what you're doing, but I've got Priscilla with me from The Wardrobe Files, and she is a fast friend, but also a stylist to a lot of people I know, and she really specializes in personal styling, but also event styling, and I love it all. She is someone I go to all the time on Instagram to check out what she's up to and get some tips and tricks, and I thought this is a perfect platform for Priscilla to come on and just talk about common trends, tips. We're even going to talk pet peeves today. But I think where all of us as online entrepreneurs, the one thing I think we have in common is we want to accentuate the parts of us we love and maybe conceal or tweak <laughs> or accentuate in a good way the parts <laughs> that we you know, maybe don't favor. So welcome to the podcast, Priscilla. I'm so grateful you're here. This is a treat. Hi. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you for inviting me. Honestly, I'm honored. I'm going to pretend I'm not nervous because I always have so much to say all the time. So keep me on track, but you're right. We are, we, I do feel like we were fast friends when yes. the first time we met in person, I felt like I'd known you for so long. Honestly. I know. I yeah, know. I, so I love everything about you. I love your energy. I love how you show up. I love how much of a servant leader you are for your clients. You go above and beyond. I know even through COVID and all of the change of plans, you still showed up for your clients when you had the opportunity to sit back. It was amazing. Amazing. Oh, thank you. I love that you love my unsolicited opinions and advice most of the time. <laughs> I do. I do. And I just, I feel like, you know, we can look at reels and IGTVs and all sorts of influencers out there in their outfits. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of us are like, but would it look good on me? Mm-hmm. Would that, I love the look, but would that suit me? And so why don't we just start there maybe with sure. what got you into styling? Did you go to school for fashion? What created this interest? This sounds so cliche and it annoys me to have to say, I honestly fell into it. It was a total accident and I was not a stylist from the beginning. I've done a lot of other things in my life. I've probably only really gotten my teeth into it in the last five years or so. But in my hometown, I was sort of, I wouldn't say a professional, but I was sort of an amateur model. And I had a lot of work and like local events and things like that, that I was doing. One of my good friends at the time opened up a clothing boutique, which is like every girl's dream. Like your best friend opens up a clothing boutique and you're around it. And I got this really amazing perspective of what it's like behind the scenes, not only just like looking for items, sourcing items, picking them up, merchandising, but styling them. And I was there sometimes as like a bit of a fill-in model for a lot of the shoots. And I started to notice how much I loved it. Like, you know, when you fall into something and it's almost like you fall into a time warp and the whole day has disappeared and you feel like you've been doing it for an hour. And I thought, oh my gosh, I I think I really love this. And so from there, it's sort of nothing official happened, but you dress friends and family and everybody's kind of asking everybody for their opinion before they're off on a girl's night. And I was asked to do by sort of a friend of a friend, a runway show for Melbourne Cup, which is like the main horse racing day 
here in Australia at the end of the year. And all of these stores were going to work with me and give me clothes. And it was so exciting. And it was sort of the first moment I'd ever felt legit, you know, like an actual stylist. I was not ready. Like, honestly, I bit off so much more than I can chew. It was probably one of the most important, but the worst experiences of my styling career. It was chaos. I did not realize how much goes into it. But after that, I think that was kind of like the pivot point. And then it started to become a little bit more real. And somebody would refer me to someone else who would refer me to someone else who would refer me to someone else. And this year was actually the only year that I went and undertook any formal education. Like I I got my piece of paper this year. I am officially official this year, but I didn't have any sort of formal background in it. I, I think if you speak to a lot of stylists, they will tell you that Having a background in fashion probably isn't as important. Obviously, you have to know what you're doing, but being able to connect with people, to communicate really well is more important than anything else. Building those relationships, being really organized, because as a stylist, your job is to be organized for somebody else. I say to them, my job is to educate you. I think that you should need me to start with when we're working together, but then it should become a luxury because if you're not learning, I'm not doing my job properly. I shouldn't spend time with you. And six months later, when you get up in the morning and you're dressing yourself, you know nothing. You should have a better understanding of yourself, your body, you know, everything that you need to make you the best you, or I'm not doing my job properly. So I just think that that's so important. So that's kind of how I fell into it. And now it's like rapidly expanding. Like it just, yeah, I can't keep up with it. It doesn't feel real sometimes. Oh, I'm so happy for you. And I'm happy to see someone go after a passion. You know, it's not always that. I was actually just listening to a podcast about this, the controversy there that we're told to go and seek out our passions and build businesses around our passions. But that's not always the case. Sometimes we need to build something to get the money and revenue in to then go and pursue the passion. But with you, it just, it seemed to fall into place perfectly, which is divine, really. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is not a day that goes by that it's not hard work. But I think when you are feeling exhilarated as much as you are anxious or tired, I think you know that you're sort of in the right spot. And I feel grateful. I spoke to somebody the other day and I honestly think somebody asked me what it was that I do. And I was actually able to say to them, I change the way people see themselves. I have the ability to change the way somebody sees themselves. And lots of people do that. Like doctors might do it. Teachers might do it. Coaches might do it. Hairdressers definitely do it. I can tell you that much. (laughs) But I do it with clothes and I do it with knowledge about your body and all the best parts of your body and how to hide the bits that you're not as fond of. You know, that's what I do. And when somebody sees themselves differently, they walk differently, they talk differently differently. They just need to feel bulletproof in that aspect of their life so they can channel into their strength and do what it is that they love and not feel self-conscious. It's a good feeling. It's a really great feeling. Hey, icons, just a little short break here because I just wanted to remind you to keep going back to the jenspiegel.com website, J-E-N-S-Z or Z-P-I-G-I-E-L.com. I'm continuing to add value in the blog, in the different ways of working with me. I I will always keep expanding and growing that full of value. However, I have these like really 
amazing baby offers and freebies that are there for you to take and utilize and grow with. The first one, of course, being that 14-day launch strategy that's helped network marketers, e-commerce, coaches, creatives. It really doesn't matter what online business you have. It has made the world of difference. And I can't wait to really show you as many testimonials as I possibly can because they are flooding in right now with massive success because they have the guidance and the know-it-all for really creating the promotion around a launch. So that is there for you. It's free, but I'm adding something else in. It's a little baby offer, if we can call it that. It's only $5. And the only reason I'm charging $5 is because I believe that adds some accountability for you to download and actually use it. It's my very first meditation. This meditation is about greeting and meeting and sitting with that highest version of yourself, who you are becoming, envisioning her, feeling her, really sitting in the joy and the energy of what you are gravitating your life towards. Once you have a moment with the highest version of yourself, you wake up every single day striving to become her, knowing that that is what your future has in store for you. And when you can solidify that in your soul, it gives you so much meaning for what you're doing every single day. So head over to the jenspiegel.com website, download that, sit with me, whether it's daily or at least once a week, and that allow your body and your imagination and your breath to bring you forward to who you are becoming. As friends, let's face it, you're becoming iconic. Oh, that was amazing what you just said there. I love that you realize and see that you change the way someone sees themselves in the mirror and how much that is tied to confidence and posture and really energy to move forward into your day and go after big, great things. Amazing. Okay. So let's talk body because I just okay. want to get like right into it. Okay. I have so much I want to ask you. So I just want to dive in. So yes, let's like do like a head to toe and okay. I'd love to do like, if this were your asset, here's what you would wear. If it's something you'd love to conceal a little bit, here's what you wear. So maybe we could start with shoulders. What do you think? Do you want to start there? Let me tell you before you begin, understanding what body shape will change the game for anybody. So something out of what, nine out of 10 women, I think I read in a survey and I can't tell you which one it was. It was a little while ago, but I was so shocked. Nine out of 10 women think that they are out of shape because they don't actually know what their body shape is, which is heartbreaking because it's so debilitating when you spend so much time comparing yourself to somebody else. So investing in the time or taking the time to understand, and it might be really easy for some people, a little bit trickier for others, understanding what your body shape is will tell you everything going forward because you will find that instead of focusing on your entire body, you're only focusing on certain parts that you need to feature and the rest will kind of fall into place. Styling is really about balance. So the human eye really thinks that symmetry and balance is attractive. And that's really what styling comes into. It's about balancing out your bottom half with your top half. And it depends where your favorite part of you is or where you might be carrying weight or a part of you that you might be feeling a little bit self-conscious about. If you can create balance, it actually sort of balances everything out. So it is the difference between pulling something together and things looking a little bit disjointed. So knowing your body shape will just tell you whether you need to focus on your top, focus on your bottom. So, okay, go, go ahead. Ask, ask no, me whatever. This is, that was, that was yeah. great. Cause I never actually thought about that. And yeah. it's interesting because recently I just had a branding photo shoot and I wore heavy sweaters mm -hmm. and because I'm heavy chested, 
it, I got the pictures back and I was like, whoa, I should never have worn a bulky top because it just made me look so heavy on top. So, yeah. but I've never really thought of it as my body shape, knowing that I'm very much an hourglass. So I need to cinch in that waist to balance it. And I was not apparently not doing that well in this photo shoot. So, but it's okay. Cause that, I don't mind that stuff. You learn and you're like, okay, that didn't work next. Yeah. But I love that. I love that piece of advice. And where would somebody go to find out their body type if they were unfamiliar? Okay. So obviously you can come to me if you want to come to me. There are lots of resources online, but obviously you run the risk with Google like you would Dr. Google. There is so much information out there. The way I would do it in comparison to a lot of other areas or free information online, because don't get me wrong, there's a lot. I am a total square and I like to use maths and I like to use ratio to work out your body proportions. So it really is about ratio. It's not about the size that you are. It's not about your height. It's not always about your silhouette. It is about the ratio between your shoulders, your bust, your hips, and your waist. So for example, a pair to be a pair, your hips have to be at least 5% wider than your shoulders or your bust. Um, to be a rectangle, like I'm a rectangle, I am a walking brick, I call myself. <laughs> I have no waist. I would do anything for a waist like yours, Jen. But my <laughs> shoulders, my bust, my hips, and my waist, they're all within about 5% of one another. So it really comes down to the maths. Maths is like logic. It kind of doesn't lie. So that's probably the best spot to start with. So if you're perusing Google um, and you find something that can actually explain to you the ratio of your body or a body calculator that you can pop it into and actually use measurements, it's probably going to help you out like quite a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. And I would just recommend friends go to Priscilla. So remember her handle is the wardrobe files. <laughs> Come and see. Well, and I think too, when we're talking about things like this, what arises in me as a woman is those insecurities as well. And I know I could come to you and talk to you about some things that maybe I'm feeling not so positive about, about my body. And I know you would hold space and you would also be really open to helping me walk through that. And so I really encourage everybody just to, to go right over and see you because I do think a lot of this needs to be through conversation so that we are emphasizing the beautiful parts and celebrating who we are and having someone work with the parts that maybe we've neglected to dress properly because we're just feeling frumpy. And after COVID, most of us, I know myself for sure, we're all a bit fluffier <laughs> than we were pre-COVID. And so what can happen is we just end up going into the sweatsuit mode where we're wearing joggers all the time and big sweaters because we're hiding, but we still have all these great parts of us that we should not be hiding. So I love that. You look good in sweats. You just need to know that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. You look good in everything. That is for sure. So thank you. I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> you take it because it's the truth. Once we know our body type, what okay. would somebody do if they loved their shoulders, like this area for them, their chest, their shoulders was something that they really felt confident about? What would be something they should wear to really accentuate that? So it depends if you have petite shoulders or you might feel like you have really broad shoulders. And I find that a lot of people come to me um, when they have broader shoulders and they're trying to do something with it because that can be really, really challenging. And I would probably apply the same sort of advice no matter where it is on your body, wherever it is that you are feeling a little more out of proportion. So hypothetically, let's say that it's your shoulders and your chest. Mm -hmm. I would keep it very simple on the area that you feel might be heavier, bulkier, or just that you want to tone down a little bit. And when you do that, you want to feature an area that might not be. So it kind of works half and half. So if you're feeling top heavy, um, you've got great boobs, but they're big boobs, or you've got great shoulders, but you do feel like they're a little bit broad. I would keep it very simple on top. 
and a little more interesting on the bottom because what we want to do is we want to control the power of perception when it comes to our body. We want to control where everybody's eye goes and what they look at first and where their eye is drawn to. Because once you do that, suddenly people stop looking at the bits that you don't want them to look at and they look at all of the bits that you are. So one of my principles, if you find that you have broad shoulders, is a drop shoulder top. And that is very much what it sounds like. And the best way I can describe this is when you're wearing a t-shirt or a shirt and you can feel where these actual sleeves connect at the shoulder, it's usually right on the top of your shoulder. You can feel that seam going all the way around. A drop shoulder top, the sleeve of your shirt won't actually be up on the shoulder. It'll be a little bit further down your arm as if it's moving towards your elbow. And what it does is it softens the whole area around the neckline and the shoulder and kind of gives the illusion that there is excess material in this top because your shoulders must be so small and petite. There's just Uh so much of it to cover. Mm -hmm. If you are somebody who has a really great bust and you are quite petite on top and you're probably carrying a little more down below, got a little more junk in the trunk, you know, (laughs) I would whenever. So that's what I would normally flag immediately is they're most likely a pear body shape and pear body shapes are one of my favorite to dress because they are literally the most common female body shape that's out there and everything needs to be happening up top. So what we want to do is we want to draw lots of attention to the neckline. You can do that with an interesting cut top. So you might do a sweetheart neck, a square neck. You might do it with lots of jewelry and that might be big earrings or a Mm. chunky necklace, a scarf, a hat. With pears, everything is happening in the top half. We want to draw that attention up around your face. I have a bit of a saying, waist to face for a pair. So we want to feature the waist, bring that eye up to the face. And then if your shoulders are kind of broad and we want to draw the eye downwards, we go face to waist. We keep it nice and simple on top. We draw that eye downwards. It is very simple. You just have to start to know the rules. And that's what I think I teach people in a lot of our consults. I hammer them with a lot of information and show them that really all you need to do is control where people are looking. That's all you've got to do. So if you've got big shoulders and you wear something that draws attention to your shoulders, that's the only place that people are going to look. We want to draw the attention to other areas on the body because you've probably got a great waist or you've got great legs or you've got great height, you know? So it's really about working out what it is I love about my body. And that's where I want people to look first. Mm. That's excellent advice. I never knew that. And I've been in fashion and all the things for so long, but I never considered, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Maybe I did know it, but I've never vocalized it or or heard it vocalized before that you just want to draw the eye to where you want the eye to go. It makes so much sense. And I think this in itself, this podcast, people are dropping right now their pens and being like, oh my goodness, I've got it. So thank you so much for this because I think well, I just think women need to know these things and we think it's common knowledge, but it's, it's really not. not. It is not common knowledge. Like I wish that they taught some of this in school for men and women. I wish they taught us more about doing our own tax and understanding our own bodies. Honestly, I just feel like it would gear you better for life rather than understanding how to play the recorder, you know? Oh my goodness. Who plays a recorder? It is the most ridiculous thing. And it is torture as a parent. I mean, we just, it's, that's, (laughs) that's so true. That's a good point. Okay. So I love that, that we can accentuate the things, draw the eye to the things we want to and keep it simple and plain on the parts that we want to just maybe camouflage, conceal a little bit more. Conceal. I like to say conceal because look, I've never had a client that 
hasn't got some part of their body that they don't love, you know, you don't have to detest it. It just might be part of your body that you don't love. I personally don't love my waist because I don't have one. (laughs) I wish I had one and I don't. And I sort of, I just feel like a little brick with legs walking around all the time. And I know that everybody out there has something. Nobody is infallible and Instagram is not real life. It is reliant on the power of perception. It is reliant on the right outfit, the right light, the right angle, the right pose, the right location, the right filter. It is reliant on so many things. But through Instagram, you can never really know how confident somebody feels, you know, like you just don't, it relies on so many other things. So understanding yourself and the bits that you want to show is the best place to start. Oh, that was good, Priscilla. (laughs) That was good. I think there's so much comparison these days and I'm really loving the body liberation that's going on on social media. I'm loving it. I I was actually just before coming on here, looking at before and afters of when they were much thinner than they are now and wearing the same outfit, but celebrating. And I thought, oh man, I've been waiting for this day. Whereas women, we just celebrate who we are and then just step into that confidently and learn through someone like yourself how to dress ourselves so that we feel really good and show up in a room with light and a smile and our heads held high because I believe we deserve that. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think that we, maybe this is controversial. I feel like in the age where social media is such a beast, you know, it controls so much of our perception of ourselves and others. We're so oversaturated with information and comparison that we sort of almost feel inclined to land on an extreme side of the fence. So we're either really impacted by comparison of other people, or we are real advocates for body inclusivity and accepting who you are. But there's actually a really amazing middle ground where you just have to have the power to know better. I know that there are girls on Instagram who I look at their body and I think, I, I can't even look at this. I don't know if I'm inspired or terrified. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm perfectly well aware of the fact that I have flaws. I have parts of myself that aren't my favorite. I'm okay with them. But the power to know the difference is I can change things about myself. I just don't have to beat myself up about the things that are my favorite. Like a good example of this is this year, I think everybody has really embraced um, natural beauty. You know, we've all been at home. We're not wearing makeup. It's amazing for us. We've given our skin a break. Mm -hmm. I feel very comfortable going down the street on a weekend without makeup when I don't have something particularly important to go to. I don't feel like it's detrimental. I don't feel self-conscious. But equally, when I'm going on a night out with the girls, I'll put makeup on. I want to look awesome, you know. (laughs) I don't need it, but I'll wear it and I feel comfortable in between. And I think the same goes for body image. I don't have somebody else's body and I'm okay with it, but I can make my body look great and I know how to dress my body for me to feel the best. It doesn't have to be about somebody else. It has to be about you. It has to be about how you feel and you'll stop comparing and start enjoying what others have to offer. I think a lot of the girls online, unless they're literally in a bikini that shows absolutely everything, I think people mistake um, their admiration and comparison of others is as the way they're doing something. So I know a lot of girls will come to me and say, I love this person and I love that person. And I say, do you love them or do you love the way they're wearing something? And they go, oh, I think I love the way she wears that look. Can we do that? And I say, yeah, of course we can do that. You can do that too. And I think that moment empowers them 
And that empowers me to change the way somebody thought about it and realize I can do that too. I don't need to keep comparing myself to somebody else because I can look like that too. I can have a spoonful of what she's got, you know, and walk down the street, my best self and be feeling myself. Mm. This is really good, Priscilla. It's, it's deep. I didn't expect this out of our podcast and I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm really, really excited about this conversation, but more just inspired by how you look at things and explain things. It's no wonder you're doing so well. It's, it makes me almost uh, borderline emotional because I really think you hit the nail on the head with that middle ground and just being aware. And who's your style icon? I'm curious. I, I have so many. It is, it depends on my mood. And some of them are stylists and some of them aren't. And some of them are just creatives on Instagram. So I love, I adore Lorna Lux um, and she's over in the UK. She is like UK fashion royalty, but not just because of the way she wears things. She is just the most beautiful, kind person. And I use her as an example with a lot of the girls that I'm dressing because Lorna looks like she is this five foot nothing, super petite, tiny little pocket racket. And she's actually a healthy size 12, which is a normal size for women, but she, because she dresses her body for her body and the right size on her body, she looks completely different. And I think people really underestimate that. Like size does matter. And the size that you're wearing is the size that fits you and you're actually comfortable in because what people don't realize is it can change your appearance, not because, you know, it's a particular tag. I was talking to one of my clients the other day and she has to go on stage or in front of uh, large groups of people quite often. And she was feeling quite self-conscious about it and was telling me that she just doesn't want to be thinking about that when she's going up on stage. You know, she wants to dress amazing, look amazing, look like a boss and feel amazing doing it. And she's tired of it taking up real estate in her mind. When she steps Mm. on stage to receive an award, she doesn't want to be thinking about how she probably looks because it, you know, it changes the way you walk and hold yourself. And I said to her, I'm going to laugh if she listens to this. I said, babe, the last time you watched somebody go up on stage and you were excited and in admiration, did you sit there and think, I bet she's wearing a size 14? Or did you look at her and go, she looks amazing. I'm going to get a photo with her later. I want to ask how she did it. I want to ask what she's doing. I want to know her. They are not sitting there watching you as you step on stage going, I'm sure I can tell what size she's wearing. They're just not. So you shouldn't be either. Why on earth would you? You're crazy to think that that would happen. And I think in that moment, she was like, oh my gosh, yeah. And so I just said to her, we need to start fitting you into the size that fits you and makes you feel strong and confident. And you're not standing there going, oh, am I holding in my tummy? Are my shoulders back? Do my boobs look too big? You know, I just, size does matter. You've got to get the size that's right for you to fit with your personality and what you're wearing, it will change everything for you. But Good. yeah, I love, I love Lorna Lux. I love uh, a woman called Annabelle Fleur. She's on Instagram. I think she's called Viva Luxury. I love Yasmin Devonport, who is, she just broke out of absolutely nowhere. And all she does is take photos of herself in her mirror, in her bedroom. You never really see her face. It's just about the clothes and how she puts things together. She's amazing inspiration. Um, I love Blair Eady. She's from New York and she is like, she gives me my sex in the city fix, you know, now that we're not watching it anymore. Oh, I just, I want to be there with her when she's doing it. And I, I love Laura Blair as well. She does these amazing reels. Their outfits look different. I just, there's so much creativity, you know, it's just endless. I love them all. Yeah, they are. There's some really good ones out there. A lot of those I follow too, but a few are new to me. So I'm going to go check those out and I appreciate that. Yeah. You'll love 
Oh, I will. Okay, so let's get into the juicy bits, taking your okay. words, and I'm savoring your accent too at the same time. So I'm just so grateful. <laughs> let's go into fun. Let's go into your top pet peeves. Let's share them. What are some pet peeves that <laughs> I know we share some, but let's uh, let's go there. I was thinking about some of these. I don't have a lot, to be honest. I feel like lots of people think that I probably have heaps, and I actually don't because as the stylist, you're supposed to be the person that shows up wearing something crazy, you know, not judging everybody else. Right. I have, okay. Some of them are actually things that people wear and some of them are things that people do. So I am not a huge fan of, um, oversaturated branded designer. I think that if you're buying designer, you should buy it because it's something that you really love, not because you're trying to plaster yourself in lots of designer. I feel like it almost feels like you're overcompensating a little bit. Mm -hmm. Selecting a few key pieces is really the way to elevate your style. So that's a little bit of a peeve for me. I can't take clear bra straps or visible panty lines. I just, I can't do it. There are so many solutions these days for it. I feel like there is just no excuse for doing that to yourself. Like just don't, just stop. <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of trucker caps. <laughs> I can't do trucker caps. I, I, them. I do like them. I do. Why? Why do you like them? Make change my mind. I need There's to understand. something rebellious about it for me. And it's very much like for me when I work out, I must wear one because I yeah. don't like sweat dripping on me. So I wear a ball cap just to like literally absorb sweat. Yeah. But I don't know. There's times when I have like jeans, like really cool, like boyfriend jeans on and a pair of kicks and a, like a white boyfriend t-shirt. And I throw on, a, I don't know. There's something about it that oh, just I, I feel like a ball cap like a Yankees hat or something like that that's different to a like a trucker a trucker okay like it's it's a very specific hat for me and it's not like a cute military cap or a train driver cap I love all of those uh, captain's cap I love all of those it is that very flat broom I don't know yes, I and, you mean, and like the really thick like almost cushy material at the front oh, yes yes it's like nails on a blackboard for me yes. I can't but ball caps I have ball caps no okay. way girl I'm with you on that one okay so okay okay yeah but or a, I can't do a snapback like the cap with a brim at the front is so flat it gives me an eye I have to mold it a bit mold it mold it to the face yes my top pet peeve and this is probably going to be really controversial (laughs) (laughs) and my friends make fun of me for it because I just it gives me an eye twitch and it's in a very specific context but it's not with your active wear and it's not with your running down the street like jeans and a jacket sort of situation it is when somebody has dressed up to go on maybe a dinner date or somewhere really lovely and they're wearing a beautiful dress and they look amazing and romantic and they've put that effort in to their look, you know, you can tell they're really feeling themselves. And then I look to the left or right of them and there's a scrunchie or an Apple watch on their wrist. I c- Jen, I can't, I know that Apple watches are really useful, but if you're going on a date and you can't part with your Apple watch, we need to reel it back in a bit yes, we do. <laughs> or, a, or a scrunchie. Like you don't, it's not doing anything. It's not helping you. All no. I'm doing is looking at your wrist instead of your amazing dress and face or your amazing boobs that you've got or your great shoulder. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the scrunchie. I'm looking at the Apple watch, asking myself, what made you do this? Why do <laughs> And this is the one we share. A scrunchie is not an accessory. Why? Like, throw it in your bag. It doesn't need to be on your wrist. 
I don't know. It, it is strange behavior, but I think it's just convenient. It's the Lamborghini of the hair tie. It is. <laughs> it's just a hair tie doll. You don't need. It's not a bracelet. It's no. not a watch. It's definitely no. not an Apple Watch, even though they should be in the same category. Put yes. it in your bag. Take a cute bag and put it in your bag. Have something to carry. <laughs> I love this. It's so true. And so anybody listening right now is and they have a scrunchie on their wrist. They're mortified, but it's okay because again, it's about education and learning, but it is very distracting. And an Apple watch, I agree. Like we're not counting our steps when we are no. on a dinner date. We're not just no. put it away. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to be connected to your phone. And if you've taken a photo when you're out at dinner, you obviously have your phone with you. You don't need that Apple watch girl. No, you do not you need it. So I just, I just, I, yeah, there's something about it. It just, sticks out to me. It's all I can look at. And it just, and the reason I don't like it is because it's not doing the wearer justice. It is taking all the attention away from the beauty of what it is that you've put your effort into. And I, I just, I can't stand it when people do that to themselves. Right. I know yeah. it's true. It's contradictory. Here's it one that I have. And I want to know as a stylist, if I am out to lunch with this one. So it has always been a thing for me is when women wear a beautiful dress Mm-hmm. And it's um, majority of your chest and your arms are bare. So you have lots of skin up top and they wear a really heavy, dark, tight or nylon. And like, <laughs> and often that comes with like a really clunky heel. So it's to me, I, 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 I twitch. I just don't understand because it's like you're dressed for the winter on the bottom and you're very summery and fresh on the top. I'm like, put on a nude. You or discombobulated you are discombobulated what what mood are you in what season are you in what event are you at (laughs) I don't know I see it all the time I see it all the time and I get it they're wearing like a nylon I think they think maybe it's like fancier so they need it's you know anyway we could go on about tights too but I'm I'm with you on it and I'm, I'm with you on the tights thing we know that tights are not pants unless they're active wear that's right or or your butt's covered but but I'm with you on this one. I don't understand. There needs to be a little bit of consistency. You know, yes. if you, if you've thought about your outfit, there needs to be a little bit of consistency. And look, it happens to the best of us. There are plenty of what not to wear photos of me. I can tell you now there's a whole gallery of them I have on my phone and I send to my clients just to remind them that everybody gets it wrong and it's good to have a laugh, but it's also important to learn. That's right. It is. <laughs> important to learn. It so is. Yep, I'm with you on this one. Make a decision, cover up, don't cover up, choose a season, choose a temperature, choose an event, try to make it consistent, put some jeans on, maybe put some chains on. <laughs> you can I, do I, it. I just- I just, yeah, I just, it's interesting. And, and another one I have, but sometimes I see it with like high fashion, sort of more runway is a sandal with like, like a, a pair of nylons. I, I, I don't know if I, I can go there. I don't know if I like that. I t- don't know. I don't know if I love it either. I, I yeah. honestly, it's, it's not for me, doll. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it is not. for me too. I'm like, the toe is supposed to be showing. I think the toe is supposed to be showing. Like I, I for me, I'm like, just let those feet out. But it's like socks and sandals. Would you wear socks and sandals? No. I did. I did in grade nine. My parents never let me live that down, that I went through a phase where I wore Grateful Dead t-shirts and wore (laughs) Birkenstocks. It was a whole thing. It was a whole mood that I was going through. Thank goodness it was a short season of my life. Look at you now. Look at me now. You wouldn't have me on that. That's for sure. Okay. So that was fun. I love pet peeves. Okay. Let's talk then maybe some top tips that you help new clients or whatever it may be. Okay. I feel like a really common one is when somebody will come to me and say, Pete, I don't know what my style is. I I don't know what my style is. How do I understand 
what my style is. And the first thing I always tell them is don't try to work it out immediately. Do not try to work it out. Do not try to categorize yourself. The best thing you can do is understand your body, apply those principles to it and have fun with it. Try new things and pay attention to how you feel. Because quite often when you're feeling a million bucks, there's a reason for it. It's because it's working. So that would probably be like my top tip. If you're listening to this and you come out of this and you go, I I don't know what my style is. Don't go and try to work it out. Do not have a look at different options, different items, test and adjust because perfection is in the progress. You know, this is supposed to be a fun process and it's great to look back on stuff and look at it and be like, oh, I wish I didn't wear that, but also where's that top? Because I've got good pants to wear that with now. You know, like (laughs) you have to test and adjust. You're not supposed to get it right first time around because then you sort of set this threshold of not knowing how you feel when you're getting something really right. So Mm. explore, be brave and explore and enjoy and and use other people as inspiration. I, I think authenticity is important, but if you are really loving somebody's outfit and you know that that's going to work, you just know it's going to look good on you too, do it. Just mm-hmm. you use that as inspiration. Buy that cute black dress, get a pair of heels that looks exactly the same as that girl, you know, like just do it. It's more important to feel good than to look good. You know, yeah. like it's just, it's about how you feel mm-hmm. most of the time how you feel will come through your clothes. So, you know, when you see somebody on the red carpet, I've made my husband obsessed with like the best dress list every time award season is on. But you see somebody who is incidentally, let's say they're on the worst dress list. And in theory, their outfit is really beautiful. It's a really beautiful dress, but they kind of just look a million miles away. Mm -hmm. It's because they're not wearing something that's right for them. When it's right for you, you wear the clothes and the clothes don't wear you. So you have to have fun and you have to be the leader of what's going on with your body. You have to wear it so that you are saying, this is me. This is what I feel good in. This is, look at me go, look at me walk. It's all in the hips, you know? (laughs) So wearing stuff that you love is so important. Having fun with it is so important. And I think another really top tip for me is not going out and rushing into buying a million things. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to take stock of what's in your wardrobe and working out how you can elevate it. Because quite often, you know, we're only wearing 20% of our wardrobe most of the time. Work out those favorite pieces that you have and how to elevate them. So it might be pairing it with a really beautiful blazer. It might be really accessorizing it. Accessorizing changes everything. And when people hear about accessorizing, that's not just jewelry. It is sunglasses. It is hats. It is bags. It's scarves. It's belts. It's everything. So, you know, there are so many options there. Don't feel like you have to go out and get a whole new wardrobe. You might be sitting on some gems so have a look at plant. Like, you know, we, we grow up playing dress up all the time and we have so much imagination. Sometimes you've got to do it as an adult as well. And that's when the magic happens. Test and adjust, mix and match and have a good time with it. Mm. And I know a top tip that you didn't share that taught me something is all of your costume jewelry, you paint it with clear nail polish so it doesn't yeah. tarnish or change. Yeah. I mean, look, sometimes it's not enough to completely bulletproof the jewelry, but I am really rough on my jewelry. I know that you can see me and hear me jingling right now, but I love stacking my jewelry, wearing a lot of it. And I love wearing it in the pool. I just, I feel like I feel good when I've got a cute bikini on or a cute swimsuit on and I've got some bracelets. It makes me feel different. I feel extra. I feel more, you know, and I don't want to have to go through a set of bracelets every single time. And sometimes it's really hard to get 
fine jewellery that looks like the costume jewellery or costume jewellery that'll last the way fine jewellery does. So I do put a lot of clear nail polish on my on my rings or my bangles. Be careful putting it on chains because obviously you don't want them to stick together and all of a sudden you've got some sort of sad necklace that's got a mind of its own. (laughs) Yes, I do that all the time. A hack that I like to tell people is when you want to feel, I feel like when I talk to a lot of people and I say, how do you want to feel when, when we're dressing you? How do you want to feel? And a lot of them hesitate, but they say, I want to feel extensive. I want to feel like I I look expensive. I'm like, yeah, well, why wouldn't you? When you are wanting to feel particularly well put together, I like to suggest people do something that I call monochromatic dressing. So mono as in one and chroma as in roughly translated color. So it really elevates your outfit. So for example, let's say you have this amazing pair of red pants that you want to wear and you don't want to go kind of crazy on the color because you're going to an event that you want to be taken really seriously out of. I would pair it with a red top that may not be exactly the same color, but it might be a slightly different shade of red. Mm -hmm. And I might put on, let's say you had a red coat as well. There is something about this all one color look Mm -hmm. that might be black. It might be pink. It might be white. It might be a neutral. It might be a bright color, but it takes you from dressing well to devil wears Prada. You know, there is, there is something that just elevates it all together. And there's so much inspiration online. So different tones of one color, I find it works very well with pink and very well with neutrals makes you look like people aren't sure if they should even touch you. (laughs) I don't know if I should even touch her. She looks expensive. (laughs) So I would do that. So next time, if you, if you're really going for that and you have a pink skirt and a pink top that are slightly different in color, try them together. Don't hesitate. You might be shocked at just how beautifully those two contrast with one another. It's just a quick and easy hack. Oh, that's a good one. I actually never thought of that. You know what I'm really into though, is like a bright pink with a red top and a pink jacket. Yes. There's something about that. It's, I love what you said. Don't touch her. She looks really expensive. That's fantastic. Yes. And to be honest, everybody is kind of okay with feeling that way. Yes, they are. (laughs) You know, of course they're okay with feeling that way. Yes. I absolutely love pink and red together. I just feel like it's so high impact. Um, it's just, it's so eye catching, you know, it's a real showstopper outfit. I love them together. I really, really do. And my final tip I think for you would probably be, this is for everybody. And I advocate this to everybody, nude shoes. There is nobody who can't benefit from nude shoes. So if you are a person that only has black shoes, getting a pair of nude colored, tan, sandy color, the closer it is to your skin color, the better will change your life. It will elongate your leg. It goes with almost any outfit. There, there's almost not a single outfit that a nude shoe can't go with. It just works so well. It is the one thing that I would recommend that everybody has in their wardrobe without a doubt. It will just tie everything together. It means that you will always have the right footwear for whatever outfit it is that you are wearing. Oh, it elongates your leg? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, so if, you're wearing, if you're wearing um, a cute dress and a black shoe, let's right. say it has an ankle strap, right? The eye is actually measuring, and it's not to say that it doesn't work sometimes because sometimes it very much does, but the eye is measuring where that dress finishes at the top of your leg and where that black strap starts at the bottom of your leg. So it's making your leg look like it is the length of space in between where your dress finishes and where your ankle strap is. 
Now, sometimes this looks really great, particularly if you have super long legs, but as somebody who does not have super long legs, I will do anything to make my legs look a little bit longer and everything look a little bit more balanced. And with a nude shoe, it's almost like the eye isn't sure where your leg finishes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're wearing pants, cropped pants, something like that, you know, when you wear cropped pants and then you've got a shoe that finishes around your ankle and there's just that little bit of awkward space in between where the pants finish and where the shoe starts, Mm -hmm. a new shoe will just remove that. It just ties everything together. So complimentary, just works with everything. Mm, that was take that tip, Jen. That's a really good Well, and the thing is, is I like skirts that are just below the knee. I love like that very slim line, but because my legs are shorter, I -hmm. need to wear like an elevated heel for sure. But I've worn black and I've always felt that I felt like two of my calves are thin, but it chunks my calves a little bit. They look chunkier than they are because when you're looking at yourself, it's because your eye is trying to measure your leg as just that bit of calf that it can see. Whereas if it appears like nothing is on the bottom, it looks like you've got more leg, got more leg to give. Well, let's go shoe shopping, friends. Shoe shopping. <laughs> so some nudes. Um, this has been so good. Oh my goodness. I feel like I could talk your ear off and maybe we need to have you come once a quarter and talk to us about seasons and sure. all sorts of fun things. We could have some fun. I do know that you are a woman in demand and you have someone waiting for you. So I, first of all, just want to say this blew me away. It was far more than I thought this conversation would be. And I think Priscilla, you're doing exactly the right thing and you're in the right space and you're doing a phenomenal job. I love how you empower women. It's what I'm all about. And uh, I know this podcast will be one that people save and share because they need to keep coming back to this. We need those gentle reminders every once in a while and tips. So friends, share this, save this, keep it close so that you can keep coming back to Priscilla. Go follow her on the wardrobe files. She is full of inspiration and fashion inspiration and just a really great person. So watching her stories is always entertaining. It's comical sometimes and other times it's just (laughs) raw and real. I just love it. You just show up as yourself and all of my opinions. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's been so fun. I was nervous to begin with, but this is this has been a great time. I I love your podcast and I love listening to you as well. <laughs> so so much so much shared love. Honestly, I I would be honored to come back anytime. Thank you for making time for me. Thank you, thank you, Pete. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how grateful I am. My heart is here to serve and build a beautiful community. And in that, I do want to mention something that's very important and exciting. I have a new freebie over at the website. Okay. So our website is jenspiegel.com. Shoot over there, pick up your new freebie. It is a 14 day launch strategy. This launch strategy has been used by hundreds of people. And I'll let you know a hundred times over, it has been uber successful because it is very succinct, concrete, and systematic on how to get out your new program, your new podcast. Maybe you're launching a new business. It does not matter what it is. Any launch needs a strategy. And so I am giving this to you for free. Shoot over to the website, download it. I promise you it will make the world of difference in terms of sales, promotion, engagement, excitement over that next launch you have. I'm so excited to gift it to you because I only ever gave this to my VIP clients, but I knew it was just another way I could give back to this beautiful community we're building. So let me know what you think of it. Please, if you feel so inclined, leave a review 
you today. Shoot me off a message in the DM. Share the podcast. It is the best way to continue building this community of beautiful people. And I just want to wish you a great day. But in fact, icons, why don't we go make it a great day? Mwah.